The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. The people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the feast of the baptism of the Lord, wherein we conclude the Christmas season and begin what effectively is the first Sunday of ordinary time. So this week we'll begin to see the green come back into the liturgical life of the church and we'll have the uh, actually a rather long duration before we see the violet come again. We have a, a long time to eat king cake before Fat Tuesday gets here. huh? But indeed, it's an opportunity for us to, to pause and to reflect upon the, the gift of this day, especially its connection in this liturgical cycle, this liturgical season. The baptism of the Lord has long been connected with the Feast of the Epiphany of the Lord, because it is, too, another one of those revelations, right? The Epiphany is the revelation, uh, and so here, too, we have the revelation. that The voice comes from heaven and says, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. It's purposely put at the end of the Christmas season. Today is the last day of the Christmas season. Christmas Day is the first, which proclaims that the Lord Jesus is the Son of Mary. And today we hear that the Lord Jesus is also the Son of God. So it's a beautiful cap kind of to the season that we've been celebrating in the midst of the revelations of the Lord himself. There are various accounts, he said, in each of the Gospels about the baptism of the Lord. And one of the parts that we miss today is whenever Jesus goes to be baptized by John, John originally kind of is reluctant. (laughs) He's looking at Jesus going, Jesus, you got this all wrong. You should be baptizing me, not me baptizing you. He's rather confused about the entire thing. He doesn't think that he's, he's, he's even worthy, as he says in the, in the gospel today. I'm not even worthy of the entire sandals, much less to baptize him. And yet Jesus responded and he said, do it. It's necessary that all things might be fulfilled. Humble yourself and receive this gift. And John does. And he, the creature, baptizes the Lord, his creator. But the simple fact is that what John was saying was actually true. I mean, in reality, Jesus should have been the one baptizing John because Jesus had no need for baptism whatsoever. Think about the effects of baptism that we all receive. We're cleansed from sin. Jesus had none. We're made members of the body of Christ. Jesus is the Christ. We're made members of the church. Jesus is the church. 
We're made adopted children of God. This is my beloved son. Everything that we receive in baptism was already part of who Jesus was. He didn't need it in the same way we do. But he did it because we needed it. He did it for us, not for himself. In the same way that on the feast of the ascension of our Lord, when it says where the head has gone, the body is called to follow, so too in baptism, where the head has gone through the waters, so also we are called to follow. It's important for us. No one can say, I don't need to be baptized, because if Jesus was baptized, we don't have a leg to stand on. (laughs) All of us need the gift of baptism. It shows us the importance of it for us in our spiritual life. But also the wonderful thing about baptism, about the Lord's baptism, is that when Jesus was baptized, he sanctified the water. The water didn't sanctify him. Every one of us, when we were baptized, whenever the the priest or deacon poured the water on our head or when we were immersed in the water, we were baptized and something changed in us. Right? Our sins were washed away. We were made adopted children of God. We were made members of the body of Christ, member of the church, etc., etc. All these things happened to us. But when Christ was baptized, when he was plunged in the water, the water was changed. Christ came up the same. This is part of the foundation of what we understand as Catholics as the sacramentals of the church. That Jesus changing the water now makes the water an instrument of grace. And not just water. By taking on our flesh, Jesus made it possible that physical things could be means by which God's grace, God's life, can happen and can, can grow within us. This is an incredible thing. So incredible that a lot of Catholics are kind of reluctant to get it to it too much. A lot of Christians think we're superstitious or weird or simply blasphemous. Many people in the world look at us with our sacramentals and they just want to pat us on the head and go, oh, cute little things. They think all this matters, huh? But the simple reality is it does. Rosaries, holy water, holy oil, crucifixes, crucifixes, pictures, paintings, statues, medals, medallions, scapulars, cords, countless things, all of which are physical things that with a simple blessing from a priest to a deacon become Living presences and powers for the Holy Spirit. They become powerful. When an object is blessed, it's no longer just an ordinary thing. It is something that has been consecrated, set apart by God for holy use, for a holy purpose. That's why we don't just take the chalices after Mass and go take them next door and get a little glass of milk. They're holy things. It's just the same as all of our religious objects. When they are blessed, they become holy things. They have power. The simple fact is that holy water casts out evil. That if we come into church and we have venial sin on our heart that we're, that we're you know, kind of wrestling with, something small that we've done, not the big stuff, but the, the little things... 
You come into, into church, you put your finger in the holy water font, and you make the sign of the cross with holy water, it casts out your, your, your sin. It, it's gone. Because the water has power. You want to be protected from the evil one? Wear a St. Benedict's medal. You want to have grace and, 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 and the grace of the Lord continually pouring into your heart? Carry a rosary with you. Wear a, 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 a miraculous medal around your, around your neck. Couple it with your crucifix oftentimes. These things are not superstitious. They're not nice little things. They're powerful. Just as water, which is so abundant in the world, and so seemingly ordinary, has the power to transform a soul, to bring it from sin to perfection and grace, water. Just plain water. Because of Christ. So also all of these things. Can change us. Some people think it's crazy for us to use them. I posit. That it's crazy for us not to. Because if God has given us so many ways to be filled with his life. Why wouldn't we take advantage of them? Why not surround ourselves, fill ourselves, clothe ourselves in these countless ways that Christ has consecrated something to make us holy, to make us Christ-like. They have power, and they dispose us to the grace of Christ in our hearts. It's a great gift. It is good for us to use these things. Because it is Christ in his goodness who has given them to us. It is Christ who in his goodness has consecrated them for us. It is Christ who in his power grants them to us to change us. And so this is the invitation for us. Mindful of the grace of Christ through the gift of baptism that has consecrated and changed the entire waters of the world. To use every normal thing around us. For the glory of God. Again. These things are good. They were created good. They've been filled with God's goodness by his blessings. And if we use them ourselves. And if we use them frequently. They will make us good. Because we'll be living images of he who is goodness itself.